Say, you motherfuckers is crazy. I said, I got to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. And now for our feature presentation. Long live your idols. May they never be your rivals. Rakim was like Jesus. Chuck D wrote the Bible. G-Rap was God. I learned to punch from King. Lived in Queens. So in farmers, we would see Todd James. Remember the cover Black Panther with the fat gold chain? The slick Rick had a million of them. So I wanted a million of them. Yeah. Back in my first stage, when we ain't know who was the nicest nigga in third base, which MC was the worst, before my MC search, some niggas thought Pete nice, me I thought MC search, this before I ever met him, way before Gamma Dance, this when I was asking Carrie in to make me Gamma Pants, Move B was dope, Greg Nice had character, before I ever knew Image would even matter bruh, Ice Cube raised me, gotta mention Gangstar, me and Premier type right now, we in the same squad, always tell me stories on the game and how it change y'all life gonna always come full circle i can't explain god teaching a student the overlap and the generational gap i'm seeing is prudent so when i speak of pursuing what we deemed as mere dreams and illusions i'll be it a nuisance i'm brewing from eyes that have seen through it it's no time for even a body to be reclusive execs to feed you excuses and if it's season just chew it we got old ideologies i think we should renew it the psychology for some of that reasoning's even stupid for me it's deeper than music much deeper than music they stole our Musical freedom, up next is freedom of music As a 10th grade dropout, I'm watching the aftermath of everything Streaming is doing, no extremists, this is true shit Don't take a genius to see the genius is doing Ain't got the reach to do it, so let me reach, you can do it, it goes All right, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Life As I See It, the podcast. I'm your host, Jers, a.k.a. Life As I See It, episode 204. We got the homie Gert in the building. We got C in the building. Shouts to Rico Key. Shouts to Woozy, a.k.a. Bad Lungs. Um, and of course, shout out to all listeners. If it is your first time listening to the podcast, make sure you are subscribed to the pod wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, etc., uh, make sure y'all check all visual content on our YouTube at uh, our YouTube page, which is YouTube backslash uh, Life As I See It podcast, as well as our Patreon at patreon.com backslash Life As I See It podcast. Uh, so I am. So first, I want to start. I want to start here. Um, so anytime you have. You know, your biggest artists, your Beyonce's, your Jay-Z's, your Kanye West, like those type of artists, there's always big anticipation around their album, especially if there's a rollout for the album. Only time there's no anticipation is obviously if they just drop some surprise shit. But normally, when those type of artists drop, it's normally a big thing. Now, whether you are fans of them or not, you know, that that's really not relevant, but there's always a big shift in the culture and everybody's talking about the music and what happened and how it sounds, so on and so forth. So Drake is one of those artists and Drake released his most recent project uh, over the weekend. Now, first of all, he led up to it by telling people he was going to drop at six o'clock in the morning. It dropped on the 6th of October. So I guess he wanted to play with the, the sixes. You know, he's from Toronto, which allegedly they call the six or apparently rather they call the six. So 
Um, he drops it at six o'clock in the morning. I hear the album on my way to work. And it I'm just totally thrown off because the album's supposed to be called, well, the album is called For All the Dogs. And I just felt like the shit was a little misleading because I don't understand where he was really going with that. It was more of like the emo vibes. And I really wasn't a fan of it. Um, but a lot of people, I wasn't alone in that. A lot of people took to the internet about how they didn't care for this album, how they really wasn't the biggest fans of the album. I've heard some praises too. Oh, you know, people like it here or there. But the general consensus is that this definitely isn't like one of his, you know, best foot, best feet forward. And it's not even as good as the last few albums that he put out. So, of course, Joe Button has his podcast that he released weekly. And... He gives his reviews on his albums as well as everybody else's albums. And, you know, if you know anything about Joe and how he gives it up and how he gives his critiques, he is who he is and he delivers it the way that he des delivers it. I'm a fan of the pod. I heard and saw the whole thing. So, um, you know, I heard it in its entirety, but apparently Drake heard it too. I don't know how much of it he heard, but he open fire and wrote a long monologue <laughs> to Joe Button about Joe Button about how you know don't take you know he's a failed rapper and just you know started really going in and it just started seemingly like a train of events throughout the entire you know last 48 to 72 hours of just Joe Button news in general like he's it's never been this much just back to back to back to back people resurfacing old rap clips it's crazy um question to the both of you first of all i think this is a quick one did either of you hear the album no no i heard um some of it i think i did hear all of it though okay I might... okay <laughs> no nah, because i was listening I, I was listening to it on um audio mac I wasn't listening to it on the other it's the situations. <laughs> you were the back channels. <laughs> mm -hmm. Word. Uh, okay, so from what you heard, what did you think? Because I had came back to it and it was like on something else. So that's why I said I think I did hear all of it. But from what I heard, um, I never really listened to a whole Drake album. It was hard. Um it was hard for me to listen to it because, you know, Drake is not like my guy. He's not my demo. I'm not his demo either. Um, I guess it's all right. If you like that type of music. What did you think? <laughs> it's OK. I mean, I don't I don't really care. I don't I don't like Drake, so it doesn't really matter to me. You know, I don't have a feeling towards it. It's Drake. It, I don't think that it was a good album. I don't think that it was. You better chill. I guess, yeah, like to some people, they said this is a Drake album. This is what a Drake album sounds like. And they said that this is okay. Like I have a friend that's a major Drake fan. She likes it. So if I'm going off of that, I guess this is what a Drake album sounds like. I have nothing to compare it to because I don't listen to him. I don't listen to the boy. Only his singles. They don't like people saying they don't like his album right now. It's not a good time to say you don't like it. 
Well, I mean, I don't really listen to him. So I don't like him and I don't like his album. So, I mean, I'm not trying to be smart, but not saying I don't like him, but I don't like his music like that. It's not for me. It's never been. Only when he hook up with 21 or Future or something and Meek, that's when I like him. Or when he diss Meek. Like, I like him like that. Like him when he rapping. All right. So the whole point that I'm basically bringing to a head at this point is the Joe button back and forth, right? Um, so just speaking at it or speaking about it from this angle, Drake, uh, I'm talking to you, Gert. Drake's response, or not even response, but yeah, I guess response to his comments on the podcast. What's your takeaway from that? Like, what do you, what's the play? I think they gotta relax. Um, from I'm not a fucking Super Joe Button podcast listener to listener, but I am familiar with the content and I do watch things in its entirety. And um, Joe Button gives what could be perceived as his honest take on music. Like if he like it, he say he like it. He big it up. He put a whole bunch of horns and shit on your shit. If you don't like it, you just say, not for him. Could have did better. He says, why? And he fucking keeps on going. I, I don't even think he should address it. It ain't even worth addressing. He probably will because it's great, but best shit to do is not even address it. Just keep on breathing. Like you, you, it, it just shows the power he has and the influence that he has at this point that they're looking at it like my numbers are going to be hurt if he says he doesn't like it because he really has a big following that, you know, it, that's the only thing I could see why they would care that he's saying something is they're trying to attach themselves to his platform so that his fan base could entertain them what's going on because Drake could act like he don't hear it as he does when he say good shit about him, right? Like, we've all heard Joe say, yo, that's the one. Yo, he ate that. Yo, he eats Ross every time he get on a Ross feature. Why Ross keep letting him do that? Like, he big him up. The fuck is you mad for? Because he said he don't like it. Go work harder. Go I like that Drake, too, that you said. The Ross Drake. I like that one, too. <laughs> 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 the foot of dogs, Drake, not so much. But that one, that was a good one, too. I forgot about that, Drake. Free Drake. So, um, I mean, yeah, uh, but do you think he's really affected by it or is just yeah. to steer, just to steer opinions, you know, to his side? Because this is not a new thing. Not for nothing, the... Joe Bun podcast as a whole became popular initially from Joe's rant about the Views album. That's when people started putting eyes on his podcast that weren't already tuned in up until that point. So here we are. I don't know how many years later. It's the same thing. At that point in time, I think Drake kind of didn't really address much back then. Like, you know what I'm saying? He kind of played toys, said little slick shit. But it wasn't like a full on, and then Joe jumped out the window and went crazy. To his house, and he uh, was, 
Remember, he sent the kids with rocks to Joe. That's House. what that he did. That was that was off of his. Okay, all right. That was off that whole thing that made okay. him popular. And I'm not saying he sent them. I understand, but the, that energy. He was egging them on as they were uh, doing the things that they was doing. So, yeah. so your they, answer is yes. You do believe that he's affected by this critique personally. Definitely, definitely, and it's like. It's um it, it it I I don't get how or why because again when he said you know what's funny I guess they listen to the good stuff I guess they do listen when he does because if you look at all top athletes they say don't listen to the good stuff because if you listen to the good stuff you got to listen to the bad stuff you know what I'm saying so I guess they listen when people say they do good that's why they so affected when people say they do bad people as in like the Joes of the world or just critic like other like who you see them give energy to yeah if 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 he gives if he takes the energy from the negative then that would mean he you know relishes in the the positive energy he just don't say nothing which would make it you know you see niggas ignore it niggas see it niggas know what's going on they be tapped in they try to act like they don't see your shit but they oh, see your shit check it yeah that part right because if you look he say yo i'm happy to be a fan i'm honored member around you to be in your presence so he's following them he's watching them he's telling you he he, he showed you how he failed about joe so it hurt and if we want to be honest, Drake is a, he's from the school of Joe Bunn. You can say what you want, but his rap style is from the school of Joe Bunn. And and he's said that specific line verbatim. Like he said these things. So um, but the other part of it is this: Joe's credibility lies on his ability to be a really, really good rapper despite his commercial success. The rappers who know. Not despite his commercial success. It, it was non-existent, is what I'm saying. His commercial success was non-existent. Non-com- and so, yes. Huh? Despite his non-commercial success. You fucked oh. me up. Despite All, right. Yeah. All right. Non-commercial success, right? So despite his non-commercial success, the rappers, they know that he can rap. And so rappers respect rappers. Um, you may not necessarily always be the most popular to stand the third, whatever, whatever. So now when you have someone who also just in this media broadcasting space articulates things in a way and then breaks down some kind of behind the scenes layers that kind of may give the fans a more intricate look into the brain and the mind of uh, a rapper or MC or how you put things together or when you in there with an artist and you doing a feature and like all of these different nuances that you might think about from the outside looking in but he's on the field like he's in the he's in the league even though he ain't he's not the star player like nobody's buying his jerseys like he ain't you know what i'm saying but he understand what game tape is so i think when people like a drake or whoever hear his critiques it stings that much more because it's like yo you in the locker room you in the locker room and you shitting on us like how how could you do that and i just feel like it is an emotional thing uh and it's being they're dragging this thing they're dragging it um now see i know like you was asking like will people even care if he actually does respond uh i think the answer is yes 
whether he does or doesn't, I think the answer is yes. You don't think people will care? I wasn't saying, like, because of the time. Like, he did respond to him in real time. Um, but since then, more things have, you know, came out where his dad said something. Birdman. Yeah. But, I mean, to me, he wasn't dissing him. He didn't diss him at all. Um, Hitler said that his music has no growth. And I guess that's kind of like where I'm at with it. Because from certain artists, you expect certain things. Um, not to be smart, but I don't expect growth from future. Like, I, I expect one thing from future. And that's for him to tell me, forget these hoes and get some money and turn up in the club. Like, I'm not expecting him to, you know... To give me depth with J. Cole, with that whole verse and everything, I kind of felt like that was that was like the best thing on the album. Right. And then when you hear, when you see Virginia Beach, you immediately are thinking, this is what I've been waiting for because he's going to address it. And right. he didn't. And At so all. that kind of... He sang. He sang. The first thing... Exactly. Like, the boy was harmonizing everything. And so it kind of threw me off because if this is for the dog, then why is you singing? Like that was all. I just felt a little bamboozled. I felt, I just felt, I felt tricked. You know what I'm saying? Because the energy leak, because because all right, so the Slime You Out record, I wasn't the biggest fan of, but I I like I like how he was talking shit in the beginning of the record, like before the record started. So I'm like, okay, but okay, I can take that, whatever. Maybe not for me, whatever, whatever, cool. But then when the album comes out, it's like, oh, then he drops the 8 a.m. in Charlotte freestyle. And I was saying to myself, okay, I like the vibes. You know, Drake is Drake. He going to say some shit. But I was like, this is probably the, the on the bottom of the list of all of the time freestyles that he does. Anytime he do one of them time stamp shits, like, he goes crazy. Like, and when I heard that one, I was like, eh, you know. It was cool. Like, so then when they hit the album, you see the track list, immediately we get excited. You see the Virginia Beach shit, like you said, it's like, I bet Virginia Beach, you gotta be shooting that push. Who nobody even speaks about Virginia Beach that way. Like nobody, nobody does that. <laughs> like respectfully. Like, I got love for Virginia Beach. I got family from Virginia Beach. Like, that's you know, but that's just not a thing. So, Nobody's going there. <laughs> <laughs> word. You know what I'm saying? So you see that, and it's like, oh, he about to go crazy. Because we know if he gets in that bag, he can do that. And we always say, stop, leave him alone. You know what I'm saying? Don't get it fucked up. He, he be on the singing shit that's down the third. That man can rap. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? That man can him. rap. And he's, he's winning. Yeah, he's not trash. He didn't, he didn't fall off. Like, this is a body of work. <laughs> That me, <laughs> myself personally, was not the biggest fan of. That's that's my statement. It's a body of work that I'm not the biggest fan of. And even on the album, it's pockets and it's moments that is is cool that I can fuck with. But I don't, I felt like I was anticipating one thing and I got a whole different vibe. And I wasn't really, I wasn't really, I wasn't ready. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Um, but I don't think that, I think waiting for, because, Here's the thing. I just feel like the the sound bite that he heard was like the part where he was giving him some constructive criticism. 
throughout because I had to listen to the whole thing where he was talking about him. He didn't say anything bad. He said, and he still, I still respect him. Like he still was bigging him up. He said, that's yeah, still my nigga. Him. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it was. Um, words hurt, see. Yeah, but what his words hurt afterwards. His reply hurt. Everybody came out. The nigga Birdman was like, leave Drake alone. The nigga dad, <laughs> like, leave Drake alone. So that nigga must have been crying. It had to really hurt him. I he told his daddy on him. Keep not liking him. <laughs> <laughs> keep not liking my albums. <laughs> I One of y'all go say something to him. But here's the thing. Let me be uh, like, honestly, do you think that that's him really feeling that like hurt that deeply? Or do you think that this is a way to try to like get on the fuck Joe Button campaign or train or whatever? Because it seems like there's the pile on from all different directions from everywhere. And it's it's all at the same time. But that would mean his numbers aren't doing well. Right. And to affect his numbers, that means he's on the down climb. Which is what Joe said in the comment after was you can't escape Father Time. Like Father Time is catching up with you. <laughs> yeah, nigga hit you with the one, two liners like <laughs> and disappeared for three days. <laughs> that shit funny. I heard more. That's funny. <laughs> He said, he said, you'll grow up one day, but you can't escape Father Time. Sound <laughs> <laughs> like an old man, but he was with that old man wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the checkmate. If Joe don't address it from the diss records, when Joe went and made all of them diss records and Drake, Drake didn't respond to none of them shits, if Joe don't respond... Because everybody's going to tune into his pod to hear what he going to say back. And if he don't respond or he do it on Patreon, that's the win for him. That's the checkmate, little nigga. I got you back. But that's the thing, though. Like, I'm not looking for him to respond but to hold that. On. I'm sorry, see. I'm, I prop, But I kind of let that breathe a little bit. Because what you're saying actually is probably... That's a coming circle yes yeah, a full circle moment that's a full circle moment and and he playing chess it that'd kill drake if he don't respond because everybody's gonna look for him to see what he gonna say back because drake started talking the day that his pod came out so he yeah. knew the same morning like they didn't even it wasn't the whole day hadn't even gone this was early but that's what early playing chess and he a real chess player you let that shit breathe to, to another episode. You just have fun and, you know, put out a Tasha K interview or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, you put out a filler, but, and then even when he came at parks for no reason, I was just like, why would you make reference of someone that you used before to, <laughs> to help nah, you? Nah, if it's fuck you, it's fuck everybody. I, 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 I get all of that. Like, I get all of that. Everybody can get it. So fuck all y'all. Um, Check me. If he don't respond, that's the end of Drake's superpower. I'm here in this career like that. But they said his numbers was going to do well. They said he was going to sell like 400 to 500 units or whatever. So I don't think that yeah, his numbers... He's going to be number one or something. He gonna yeah, be number I don't... One. I don't oh, wait. For... wait. I'm out. Here's the thing. 
Don't nobody really know how much shit is selling with streams. They making this shit up as they we go. We know that. that yeah, because how are they going to project it? But what you can tell is when niggas start moving different. And when the money get low and the hungriness shows, niggas better get the fuck out. out the, yeah. So you, if you watch it. get back for that one. That was, that was, you like, you must like hip hop or something. <laughs> <laughs> that was you, yeah. You, that was a little B-side. I, I see what you did there now. <laughs> that hungriness show, niggas, niggas start acting different. And that's, that's what it looked like he found himself in one of these type of situations. Joe, if, you'll see if Joe is ready for the next level. That That's going to push Joe to that next tier of fucking what's the name where he don't, he at the level where he don't got to respond to Drake. That up the ante on his bag. Well, let me tell you something. Um, I am like an avid watcher of the pod. Like I've said it before. Um, and I see what he's doing over there, like with his network, with the Patreon. Um, How he handled this is really going to tell us where he's sitting or if it's all cat. Because how we watching Drake Hungry in this show, what Joe do is going to show you where his bag is at too. If if his bag ain't right, he's going to run out there and entertain and try to make the most of the moment. It's when you playing for tomorrow that tell you what you, you know what I'm saying? So let me, I think this is what's going to happen, right? I think that he will absolutely make mention of it. I don't think that it's going to be an entire pod without him saying anything. But I don't think that it's going to be a long dissertation. I think it'll probably be later on in the pod. I think, or if, if it'll either be later on in the pod, or I think it'll be here and there little shit like, you know what I'm saying? But he's like, nah, I'm not going to do it to him. I think it'll be like little teasers like that. I don't think it'll be a full-on thing. That tell you he's not where he should be. Ask yourself what will Hove do. But that's exactly what um, I think so too, Jers. I think he's going to be um, smart with it. I don't think he's going... If he do, I'm sorry, C. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I'm saying y'all right, but it's going to show you he's not at megastar level yet. He's still... He, well, we know he's not Hove or anybody in that Hove-esque... But he's thing. had long enough to watch and understand how the moves work on the board. Right. He understands... He definitely understands. Him not responding is what will set him apart from everybody else. Where he can say, no, I determine how my shit run. You don't get me to talk you. So I, I'm just saying for me... We'll talk you, about him again. No, uh -huh. yeah, I get that. I get talk about him again because he spent like an hour on him originally in his first podcast. So for you to spend another hour, like Jersey, I can't foresee him even bringing it up. That's why I said it's going to be past time. I can't see him bringing it up and having a conversation about it like a whole, like they say, the docket. I can't see him saying that again. And staying on there. But I can see him throwing little smart stuff like, hey, you better watch out. Somebody mm -hmm. dad might come out. The CEO's yeah. out. Like, yeah. I see him. I don't think like I don't that. think there's anything wrong with that. Oh, I don't Me think either. that speaks to him I not leveling up. Still, yeah. I think that's still a level and I think that's still a bar. And I think that's still a jab. And I don't think because you still gotta 
You still got to do it. it. You got to do you it. Gotta you got to do it, girl. And I was going to say that too. Like, I, I hear what you, it's one hole, right? So it's one of them niggas. It's the, he the only nigga that don't respond. Like, all these oh. other niggas respond. Oh, he responds, but he responds late. <laughs> right, right. But but you know what I mean. Wait, no, no, no. Hove do respond when he get ready to. Yeah, yeah. Late. Do respond, but he don't let you dictate his sentiment. Uh, I mean, his temperature, because it, that nigga Hove this Mino. You got to go back to that. You said what? Hove this Mino. I don't know who Mino is. My point. <laughs> That's my point. He was a nigga from Harlem World with Mason. Then. I think he was in the Harlem World group, but that um, you heard the song. Um, I tell you the song. It's cool. Goes- yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. But I got you. Yeah, no, he. That, but right, basically, what you're saying is nothing gets past him. That's what you're saying. Nothing gets past him. But I'm saying great. Status is the sneak dissing, but if Jers is ready for mega stardom, he don't mention it at all. That's level 10. That's 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 the highest level of him being that nigga inside himself. And we ain't even gonna pay this nigga no mind. Like, because that's the whole full circle. When I when I was down, you treated me like a sucker. I'm up. And now you coming to me to get your clicks? Nah. Because yeah, that's exactly what's happening. That's exactly what's happening. Yeah, they looking to get Joe's fan base attached to this, this fucking concept with them. But all he said all of that just to say nothing. Like, I don't, I don't know. I just don't like the way he, like, I can't, you can't tell a person how to reply. You really can't. But all of that was just like, dang, that, just because the nigga said he didn't like your song? Like, just because we have nothing left to take away from it other than it matters to him. Yeah. It does. That's why I was just like, Dad, like maybe like you shouldn't have had Yachty do this for you. Maybe you should have had J. Cole do it. Nah, but it ain't even about Yachty and nobody else. It's about him. No, it's I'm saying about- like as far as executive producing, because somebody should have heard that this wasn't right. Well, nah. I mean, listen. When people get EP credit on his albums, as far as these rappers and athletes, I don't, I don't know the extent of what that, what what they do or don't do. So I can't really a listening sp- party. Who knows? I can't really speak to that, but I can just say that I think that Joe Button, like love or hate him, is a force in the space, and you may have been able to disregard him before, <laughs> but he's worked himself into a position to where his voice and his platform matters. So I'm just echoing the sentiments of what Gerd already just said. And what but- Ian said too. And my thing is his manager. <laughs> but my thing is like, I get what you guys are saying and I understand it. And that's kind of like how you know you won. When, because he says it all the time, he's number one. So I right. feel like to comment, like kind of like what Gert is saying, the fact that he even responded and said something about it, and it's just little old going. Joe. Exactly, it's just little old Joe and his own network trying to make it and trying to do what he has to do on his own independently, and for his voice to mean something within the culture like it does, 
I mean, you can't take that with a grain of salt. You have to appreciate it and and give credence to it like everybody else. You have to really, you know, give him his flowers while he's here for that. Word. And so, um, you know, shout out to Joe. We'll definitely be tuned into that because I'm sure it's going to get interesting. Um, Don't let the boy take you out your game. The boy. Uh, but so like taking it down the road a little bit um, and just speaking about commentary, people in the culture, things of that nature. Now, I already said fan of Joe's pod. You got another podcast in the space, the Gillian Wallow podcast, million dollars worth of game. Um, not the biggest fan of their pod. Honestly, I respect who they are and what they mean to the, to the space um, because they earned it and they deserve it. Uh, but what I will be honest and say is I've really become a fan of Wallow the person. Like, I think Wallow is really dope. And um, yeah, I fuck with Wallow, right? And so Wallow just recently, allegedly, <laughs> wrote a, 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 a open letter to the rap industry. Now, I'm making jokes. I'm saying allegedly because, I mean... I know why you said allegedly, fool. No, I'm saying allegedly because I'm like, yo, Wallow. Wallow might have tapped into chat GBT on this one. I don't know, Wallow. I don't know, bro. You ain't right this shit, bro. <laughs> ain't right this shit. Yet it's intriguing to observe that many artists have, have many artist teams have yet to catch up with, evol- with this evolving dynamic. The era of relying solely on classic Joey, ostentatious fashion choices. Like, hold on, brother. Hold on. Hold on. Wallow, Wallow, Wallow. Wallow. You ain't write this, Wallow. You put this in chat, GBT. <laughs> Wallow. Chat, GBT, baby. I know chat, GBT. I, I know chat, GBT when I, 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 yeah, I see it. I know the software, bro. We all use it. <laughs> I know chat when I see chat. <laughs> you fuck with chat, too? I fuck with chat. We all oh fuck with chat. God. This chat. This chat. You said, they say no cap. <laughs> this ain't no chat. This is chat. <laughs> Wallow, come on, man. <laughs> come on, I fuck with you. I fuck with you, but uh, hey, write this, bro. You ain't write this. You know. Uh, <laughs> it was a nice sentiment, but <laughs> oh man, but uh the the general basis of what he was saying um is he basically, he's basically trying to make a point that we need to go back to artist development versus the fact that everything is just so surface, right? It's the jewelries and the car and the imagery and this, that, and the third. And we put up a poll. Y'all can check that up on uh, our pod, I mean, on our Instagram right now. Uh, just kind of asking what y'all think about it because I'm interested to know how y'all feel about it. Do you think it's pointless altogether? Do you think it's a mute point? Do you think he has a point? Or do you not even care? Um, so I I didn't get y'all's y'all's take on it. So see, I start with you. Like, what's your take? Do you not care? Do you think he has a point, or do you think it's pointless to even be speaking? Um, this goes along like what we were saying last week about you know like the sexy reds of the world. Um, about how everything was just <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I know when you hear that name, <laughs> get you going. <laughs> But the sexy reds of the world, how they just are, you know, women are becoming more vulgar and they're just putting out music, basically just like for the clubs. Um, 
there's no substance, I guess. There's not enough substance in the music to um, combat the club music. But I kind of feel like there is something for everyone. You just have to go out there and look for it. However, people don't want to look for it. People just want to have it like in front of them and they just want what's readily available and what's publicized in the media. But you don't have to be of the world. You can actually just listen to what you want to listen to. Go find, go dig in the crates, go find what you need to listen to to get you right and just listen to them people. They be putting out music, they put out albums, they put out EPs, they put out stuff for other people. Girl, what are you... Old niggas got to take their ass back in the house, man. You're old. It's over. It's not for you. You too old. You old now, nigga. You missed it. You trying to relive what you was locked up for. Don't go to jail if you don't want to fucking miss the time period where you supposed to do shit. See, we never said that. Nobody said that. Damn. (laughs) Nobody said that. Fuck with Wallow. We like Wallow. <laughs> We're not Wallow. <laughs> That's reality. Nigga, they, it's shit going on in the world. Niggas is creating iPhones and PlayStation 5. It's shit going on. This nigga. <laughs> iPhones and PlayStation 5. <laughs> Don't even like. What? Yo. <laughs> <laughs> they mind is blown. They going right back when they see that. I can't live with this. I'm going nah, back. Chill, chill. We're not, we not doing that. We're talking about Wallow, man. <laughs> You're crazy. Hey, yo, you old. This the same thing your parents were saying about the shit you was listening to. You old. I get it. I don't listen to this shit, but I know I got to wait and follow the niggas I listen to on Instagram to tell me when they dropping the song. That's it. And shut the fuck up until that t- that point t- in time. MTV ain't for me. That's not my day. I don't have time for that shit in my day. <laughs> I don't got time for this shit. <laughs> in my day. In my day. <laughs> I don't got this MTV shit. <laughs> I'm, why you mad at Ebro? Ebro been playing the shit. He's been getting the same money for the same records from the same people for the past 15 years, and you try to tell this man what he should be playing still. Give it up. It, the kids are going to dictate what they listen to. The market will determine what the fuck is hot. When, it, when niggas stop listening to it, they're going to stop putting it on. It ain't rocket science. If you want to hear what you want to hear, book them. You book him and have a concert with him. It ain't that hard. <laughs> have a concert with him. <laughs> Damn, like you you let the market dictate it. If you booking niggas in the city and it does well, somebody else is gonna book them. That's what you should do. Bring niggas out. Well, that That's that true. I mean, you know, of course we're we're that's a whole different conversation because now you're asking true. people. No, no, no. It's very true. But now you're asking people to be responsible and like take some accountability for like or, or take control of, of the situation instead of complaining about it. That's, That's been writing a letter. I'd rather you book a nigga than go write a letter and put it on TV. Oh, my nah, God. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I am of the belief 
more of more of what you're saying. I'm, I'm more in line of what you're saying in terms of the idea. Look, it's a mute point to me, right? Um, you we may be can't a good write thing. open letters. <laughs> no, no, no. You can do whatever you want, it, but the effectiveness of it, what it's going to do, is going to it's going to generate conversation, right? People are going to talk. You're going to argue. People are going to take this side, that side, back and forth. I don't think this. Well, I think that. But not the move, the needle's not going to be moved. It's not going to change how it is. Not that. That type of letter is not going to move the needle on anything that's happening now or for the future. Because it's a new game. We're playing with algorithms. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're playing with numbers that actually don't even exist. We're playing with computers and machines. We're fighting technology. Like, we're not even, it's not even just human beings anymore. We're fighting bots and viruses and all kind of shit. We don't like, so it's just an outdated ideology. It's pure, but we're talking about art versus business. It's different. The Not business of it is, the business of it is, we want this type of thing because we can package it up, serve it, microwave it, it's quick, fast, and it's digestible quick, and we can, we can make the quick lick. We don't no. want to have to take the time to no. develop and put all of this energy into one or two acts. It takes too much time. It takes too much money. This is cheaper. It's easier. Let's do it this way. That's false. That's wrong. No, nigga. That's not what these kids are listening to. That's not how these kids are living. That's not what these kids are doing. They're not us. They're their own entity. This shit, that, that's what they like and that's what they into. Uzi, uh, fuck, well, Uzi, but sexy red, the baby, little baby, this—that's the shit they into. Right. You said, "What are you saying is wrong?" What are you talking about? You saying that um, the the record label don't got nothing to do with that shit. You blaming the labels and saying the labels need to invest, the labels need the artists develop. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that's not what's happening. I'm saying that's what Wallow's advocating for. I'm summarizing it. He said a whole bunch in that thing, but I'm summarizing it to say. He's speaking more in that line of thinking, whereas we're saying that's outdated. That's what I'm saying. I'm not, yeah. I'm saying that the market, the demand in the market is what is being displayed to our eyes. Yeah. It's, they want, they want sexy red. She's hot. Yes, she is. Not, no pun intended, please. That's, I didn't. <laughs> But yeah, she's one of the hottest uh, rappers out right now. Speaking of, catch me outside, girl. I can't wait for that uh, collab. It's oh over. It's over. You've been popping her for seven years, and, and you, you you had a little glimmer. He said, had a little spark when you started, but now you're a just gone. They <laughs> <laughs> she been making money on OnlyFans, so he was right. He was right. No, we. I'm not talking about celebrityism. You know, oh, you talk about her music. Yeah, I'm just talking about the music. Oh that's, yeah, her music is trash. Yeah, that's all I was talking about. I can't speak to that because that 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 demo's not for me. I don't know what's going on over there, so I can't speak to that. But I was only talking about the music. But um, yeah. So and then just while since we're just on music now, um, uh, Quave not Quavo, um, Offset. Offset had made see kind of kind of fill me in a little bit because I know you were telling me. So Offset made some comments about rappers kind of not getting booked anymore for shows or what? What was that? He said. 
I had a scene where Offset was speaking about the state of music. <laughs> okay, <laughs> see that, bro. <laughs> uh, no, I was just trying to make it clear so that people can understand what I'm saying because sometimes, you know, just wanted to make it clear. Said the game is changing. Rappers are slowly getting booked less and less to perform at festivals. Soon, only the best rappers will be able to sell tickets. Fans do not want to see a rapper walk back and forth with a microphone talking about, you know, their stage presence and stuff. He said this on his show, on a show with Ebro. I think it was Hot 97 he was on for Ebro. Yeah. Well, you know, he got that other show, but I don't think it was on there. I got to shout out Joe Budden again. Hate to beat a dead horse, but he at least was the first person that I heard say and split to the idea of shows, concerts, sporting events will be luxury ticket items for the foreseeable future, even more so than they already were. Obviously, you know, uh, floor seats or you know backstage passes shit like that always been mad bread or 50 yard line tickets or courtside all that's always been mad bread but the price has gone up tremendously over the last few years and if you just take it in the last 12 months with you know tours like uh the taylor swift breaking all of these tour records to Beyonce breaking all of these tour records, Drake breaking all of these tour records, like, and there, those concert prices just being through the roof. So they're the cream of the crop. They're at the top of the food chain when it comes to the artists. So of course they're always going to be able to sell out. Um, but he was saying like, look, y'all ain't going to be able to, <laughs> it, basically he was saying, yo, it's over for music, like music and making money in music, the way that you once could make money for music is way over for that. Vince Staples is another one who uh he he's very articulate in how he kind of breaks that down. But I mean, I agree. Um, and it sucks. You got to get a lot more creative in how you make money from music because well, that's what, well, people should have known that when people started selling half of their catalogs for like two million dollars or three million dollars. What people though are you talking about? Justin Timberlake sold his catalog. Who no, 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 not, was not the Tina pe- Turner. No, no, not the people who sold their catalogs. What people should have known what you're saying? Every all the artists, if you make music and these people are selling off their catalog for a lump sum of money you could then know that it's not going to be worth something, especially with the streaming and everything, how they calculate a stream. You never know what really is going on. So right now the music industry is dying. If you are a rapper or whatever, if you are trying to make, you know, as they say, urban music or even music. In- it's not just rap. It's not just hip hop. I was is- getting ready to say music in general. Yeah. But I think it's more it's happening at a more rapid pace with the urban music. And and I'm not trying to get real political with this, but this is what I'm saying. They see y'all black people making too much money off of being a rapper <laughs> and being an artist and doing all this stuff and how it could change and how it can affect your generational wealth if you really want it to. They're putting an end to that. So now they're telling you that you have to create another avenue for you to be successful. And right now, What's going on is if I'm seeing people who are selling their catalog for a certain amount of money and their catalog is worth more, but they're selling it. People are like, why are they selling their catalog for two hundred million dollars or seventy million dollars? 
Yeah, because they ain't going to make that. Then that means it's not worth more. They selling it for what it's worth. That's how the price came up. It's just people believe that these catalogs are worth more than they no, are. That's wrong. Nobody okay. has nobody nobody's yet more. nobody has explained what a value of a stream is yet. Nobody knows what a stream is worth. What I said is you get the value that you sell it for. If I sell you something, no, then you get what I can what I'm willing to pay you for. That's what it's worth. No, that's what I'm telling you was worth. When you buy it for it, that means that's what it was worth. If I didn't sell well, yeah, it. Well, yeah, once you can see, yeah, I mean, technical, yeah, but what the fuck? That ain't. No, it, that's a misconception. What I'm saying is they're buying it for the value it is. People perceive their catalog. T-Pain selling his catalog for, I think, $2 million. If he sold it for it, he believed that that was a good enough deal to sell it for. You believe in it's worth more, don't make it worth more. That's what you believe is worth. That's what no, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying is wrong. Because again, we have to talk about the value of a stream. All of those things are are um grouped into how they're evaluating your catalog. So everybody's situation is differently. I mean, everybody's situation is different. So, you know, some one artist. One artist, they might be talking about from the year 2000 to the year 2015. You know what I'm saying? Another artist, it might be from the year 2009 to the year 2012 or whatever. Like, so the, the, the time period is different, but streams are all looped into that. And it, we were going off of an old pay structure. So based on the original pay structure, once it switched over to streams, that value changed. So it wouldn't have been worth the same amount. It would have had to, by default, been worth more. That's why I'm saying what you're saying is not correct. And you're still wrong. Well, how, though? Because, again, the market will dictate the value. What you sold it for is what it was worth. That's what you Who's got. the market, though? The, we saw about the suits, Gert. The, the suits are telling you, <clears throat> the suits are the ones that are robbing you and then telling you, eh, it's worth this. Yeah, if what you sold it for, what it was worth. That's how you right. sold. You want to be technical, man. I'm I'm saying to step outside of because. I, so who's the market? Whomever buys it, the guy that buys it is he determines how much is worth because it's what he's willing to spend on. No, they're selling them to record companies, bro. They're selling them to to. to they're not selling them to one person. It's not a. It's not a guy. It's a fucking, it's universal. It's like, it's it's entire corporations. Universal or the corporation you're speaking to determines the value when they go to buy it. You got to understand what I'm saying to you. When you, all right, so once Universal owns it, right? Universal owns now T-Pain's Masters. It's worth now the $2 million that they paid for it. That value changes only when they go to sell it to somebody else. Now they can make what they want to make off of it. But what you can what you can get for it in the market is what it's worth. If you can't get what you believe something to be worth, you're wrong. It's not worth what you believe it is. The nigga who pays for it determines how much that shit is worth. I understand. <clears throat> I understand. But I mean, you you semanticing me out when I'm just simply speaking about the, the overall value 
starting from what the original structure was <laughs> up until now. It's not the same thing. That's why I be quitting. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> See, who, who, who you think right? I don't, I, I really stopped. Uh... Yo, come on, See, we on a podcast. <laughs> I was with Jers though, because I like I stopped listening after y'all started talking about the second half. Right. I was like, uh, okay, this is going longer than what I thought. I'm with Jers, but I get what you're trying to say as far as the market value and everything. I understand that, but I kind of still just understand Jers a little bit more. But we can move on. That's a perfect segue. Um <laughs> now, see, you had a question though. Um, so, uh, I mean, you had a question about men and vulnerability or some shit like that. I don't know. You well, it was something, feelings? it was something <laughs> about what Gert had sent us. It was, he, it was like Buster Rhymes and I forget who he was talking to. Oh, I think he was talking to Van Lathan and they was talking about black men not being able to be vulnerable and not being able to express their vulnerability. Um, I wanted to know how you guys felt. Uh, well, nobody cares <laughs> publicly, right? Like, I'm not talking about maybe behind closed doors, maybe with your intimate partner or somebody like that, but like, nobody really cares about how we actually feel about certain things. So therefore being vulnerable in those, in those instances, like the things have to get done. It has to get done, regardless on whether I show you how I feel about it or not. So I could just skip that part and just get it done. You're waiting on me? No, I don't know if she wanted more. <laughs> well, I wanted both of you guys' opinions. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Men can't be vulnerable. You got to get the shit done. I mean, you can, but you're still going to come back to the same... Pro well, it... it who are we being vulnerable to, right? Because from because, a environment being created. Wait, right? say that again. Wait, wait, hold on. You cut out. Say that again. Vulnerability comes from a safe environment being created. Yes. If you create the environment, then people will be vulnerable. It's just how life works. It's not something that, you know, you got to rack your brain on or whatever. So it's, yeah, most men don't operate or exist in the environment where they can be vulnerable because they're constantly tending yeah, to go mode. they care about. Like you, you, you have to help. So you don't get to be the one that, you know, and outside of the circle, like ain't nobody giving a man a place to stay. You can't as a man, go stay with your friend and sleep on the couch. You can't, it's just shit you can't do. So you got to be as self-sufficient as, you can. You got to be as self-sufficient as the people who love you. <laughs> your self-sufficiency got to last to your loved ones around. So what makes you feel like, okay, I guess what makes you feel comfortable enough to be vulnerable? Where you can get your ideas, thoughts out without being judged and like the world says, hey, men, you got to act like this. You got to be like that. So men deal with that shit the best they can. How you get around that is saying, nah, nigga, fuck the world. Quiet the noise of the world, you. 
How do you feel? How can I be of better service to help you? When you're feeling bogged down, when you're feeling, you know, you can't turn to nobody, what can I show you that will allow you to then, you know, put yourself in the best possible space to heal, you know, heal whatever you need to heal to keep moving forward. But communication, pretty much. Un unbiased, unfiltered communication. You're saying all of that creates the safe, the safe haven the, for vulnerability? Yeah. Vulnerability? You have to create a space for a person to be vulnerable. Where if I go to say something to you and you say, nigga, that's a dumb idea. Right. You might not, you might not feel safe, safe no more because you're like, he gonna shit on me. But if you say, hey, nah, that idea won't work because you know, ABCD. different angles, then that makes me more, you know, comfortable with coming back to share my next idea. That's, you know, if it's not shot down, but you give me the pointers of what I miss. Now I'm like, all right, when I go back, well, what about this? And that's how you get, you know, more out of the person where you keep pulling out of them. Well, uh -huh. no, when you bounce ideas. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think the space is the foundation is respect for the other person's perspective, and just for the other person. It's for the other person first, then their perspective second, and you know, seeing like you said how you could be of service. I think all of those things are right. Um, and I just don't think that no one cares because I really do care. Like I try. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I I care about my friends, and I don't want them like. I, I don't want anyone to feel like they don't have anyone to talk to and like nobody would understand that. I know that is rough for anybody and that that's kind of a, a, a rough way to deal with life, like to just think that no one cares about what you're going so, through. So no, family. so it's not that, right? So like if you have, a, if you have, so for me personally, like I have a good support system and a good team and a good circle, right? So my nucleus and my network, I believe to be intact, right? So I'm not speaking about anyone within that network or web of people. But what I'm speaking about is I'm speaking about the world and i'm speaking about everybody else saying nobody gives a fuck bro like we okay. got it we get it like it's bad or it was tough i'm or, like i don't want you to feel that way like, like man that's <laughs> really that's you. really hard but you know you gotta still keep pushing through and figure out a way because the other part of it too is we all don't have all of the answers right so even if i went through a situation uh if i went through some shit and Gert came to me about some shit. I can maybe give advice, but my advice still isn't the end all be all, right? Yeah. So even how I deliver that advice, I got to be mindful of how I deliver that. Because I can't exactly. just say, yo, it's going to go like that. Because there's no such thing. Like, it's too many variables for you to give a guarantee, like, this is exactly what's going to happen. Now, you yeah. could, you could it, like, people make this world way more complex than they got to be. Like, Life is really simple. And if you study and you learn the shit that you're trying to do, the answers is there. It's just, are you disciplined enough to put enough work into it to get the results out of it you're trying to look to? I mean, that you're looking for. Caring come with action. Everybody say they care, 
until it comes down to them having to actually do something. Then you see how much niggas care. Everybody be like, yo, I don't want you to feel that way, yo. Oh, that hurts. But if don't a nigga, try to make fun of me. No, 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 not you. <laughs> I just said that. <laughs> Let's think about everybody. Like, no, every- you know, he oh, he go with the most recent thing that came to his brain. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> until it's time for them to be about that action. Then it's oh shit, I forgot I left my goldfish water. <laughs> I forgot I left a light on at the crib. I gotta go turn that. <laughs> Niggas start wait making us a wild shit. Did I leave the stove on? <laughs> The goldfish is wild. <laughs> Nigga, leaving the stove on. You know you didn't leave the stove on. You ain't cooked in seven weeks. <laughs> I gotta go because I left the porch light on. <laughs> so I'm at home. Oh my God. <laughs> Nigga said that I leave the stove on is crazy. Yo, in the middle of the bar, you are. <laughs> Yo, you out? You ain't. <laughs> I think, I think Yo, I left. Like, damn, you know what? <laughs> that damn stove on. Gotta go. <laughs> I be caring. They just want to act like they care. Uh, uh, uh. No, but I do care about my friend. And like, you know what? It took me a long time. And I, and I, I appreciate you all for, you know, being helpful with this because... It took me a long time for for my significant other to open up to me and talk to me because he has the same sentiment. He be like, "Don't nobody care what I feel like. I just get up, go to work, come home." Like he just like it's it's a man thing. I mean, we didn't. Oh, we're not a monolith, but we speak a similar language and understanding the responsibility and how to. You know what I'm saying? It's the responsibility aspect of it. Like we got shit to do. Not to say that. Everybody else ain't got shit to do, but we got shit to do. There are things to be done. Now, if I am preoccupied with being so in tune with emotions and feelings and and, and vulnerability and all those different things, like it's time and energy away from it. Like I get it. Yes, everybody needs to save space and hopefully everybody has that safe space for that one, two or whatever, however many people, right? But like by and large, no, we got shit to do. You got shit to do. It's just the but reality I never think of it. That that's okay because I always think that when I bottle stuff up, it could get real bad. And I never want that to be a situation. I'm always open for, you know, hearing how you feel. Even when I know I've been talking to him all day, I still say, yo, how was your day? Because I still want to know how your day was. Been talking to me all day. I want to tell you how my day was. Yeah, you should. <laughs> how was your day? Yeah. Yeah, that's a weird question for me, yo. I never I never answered that right. <laughs> <laughs> what did you ever say? I never answered that shit right. I'd be like, oh, shit was cool. Like it was straight. You know? I mean, he don't go into detail, like, yeah, I did this, I did that. It's it's the same thing. And then could you believe okay. the coffee maker ran out of water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I asked because I cause honestly, you know, I really do care. I really do care. Like, you gotta take yourself out of the first person and t- take yourself, put yourself in a supporting role. Like, what do you, 
I know you got mad shit to do, but what can I do to help? Like, I know you know me. Tell me what I could do to help you in this manner. And often niggas will tell you because they've been waiting to tell somebody that shit forever. (laughs) (laughs) If I just only had (laughs) fucking help around here. (laughs) I try, but I all this shit. Damn. I never thought this day would come, but I did write down exactly how. <laughs> now that you ask, if you go, if you go in the garage and you pull out the last two drawers, nah. <laughs> everything in those cabinets start on the left, and that folder start right there. Oh, I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. I love you. Going in the garage, that's not for me. That's not my place. And see, I really wanted to help. I just wanted to let you know that I was here if you needed me. <laughs> exactly. I'm and right that's here. your point. Full circle. <laughs> having to actually do something. No deal, nigga. No deal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll help. But I just, I, I get that a lot. That black men feel like they have, like, to, they're guarded a lot. So that's what I wanted to ask. I mean, you you gotta be, and and it's a it's a lot of nuances about man shit that just can't really be fully explained, at least in the way respectfully that women would understand it only because this y'all can say the same about us in the reverse, like like that too. Huh? I disagree wholeheartedly. They can understand this shit. They just don't want to, nigga. But this that's why they to. that's that's why they that's why they that's why they can't because they don't want to because it's you gonna know, get I, gonna I really get to that do. point. I think that some women really do want to. I think that what you said about there's <laughs> certain things that you said about like, you know, like helping and saying, what can I do to make your day better? Or what how can I make your day better? I think that right there and knowing what can make his day better, those are key components. Those are key things. Like there's just certain things that I do to make sure that his day goes smoothly where he doesn't have to worry about certain things. I've already taken care of it. And that's just being a partner. And just being someone that's there and that's just not taking up space. You're supposed to give, you know, some of yourself to that other person to make their day run smoothly. Because I would want him to do the same for me. So that's a yin and a yang. But other things that women could know, this is y'all time to, like, help out. Oh, shit. I ain't about to put the... You see how the... <laughs> now now we, got, now we got to speak for, for, for Why everybody. Why you huh? eyes at me? <laughs> Yeah, they just going to come after you after you say that. But, like, all the nigga really want is for his lady to take care of the little trivia shit so he can focus on big shit. If you could knock out all of this little shit, like, the, whatever that is to him, like, mm-hmm. just little shit, the, it is so, I right, now that that's out the way, I could go do the heavy lifting. Okay. It, it worked right like that. If I got to do the little shit, then I don't feel I, like I'm annoyed. Yeah, yes. yeah. I'm annoyed. Then what with are you the... here for? But that's how I feel too. I feel like you got to <laughs> handle some stuff too. It's a yin and a yang for mm-hmm. me. Like I shouldn't have to deal with certain stuff because I have you here. Just like you shouldn't have to deal with certain stuff because you have me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it, the thing is, your definition of that. Yeah, yeah I got to figure what out. Figure out what that looked like and what that mean. Try to figure it out, Jerry. You being mad, but it is today ain't the day we bullshitting, man. We say that for the episode, nigga. What the fuck are we talking about? You got to figure that shit out. That shit ain't that shit ain't fucking simple. Press the button and you got the answer. 
It is. Get the fuck out of here, fake ass guru. You and your guru shit. Huh? It what? What are you saying to me? It's simple, nigga. Okay. The, the woman has to listen to the man. Oh my it, god. Chip is only going. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I right. if you put it like that. How did we get here? <laughs> Nobody's supposed to be here. <laughs> I didn't know where you was going with this. I, th- I thought you were saying some other shit. <laughs> oh, right. God, you my man again. That's my guy, man. <laughs> reality, like, the reality is because when he says shit ain't going to move, it ain't going to move. When the man put his hands up and say, I'm not going to move, that relationship going to stay right there. But a man can carry a woman across the threshold if he decides to. It's just the way life works. I didn't make these rules. If you were the man that can't carry you against, like, <laughs> his drive is going to get you out of the way it got to go. The thing is, you got to hang on and go with him. And don't be in the fucking way. Pick a man that is going in the same direction that you want to be going in. That's the problem is women don't pick men who going in the same direction as them. But take your time, pick the best that you can get, and then fucking listen. It's not rocket science. You're saying, hey, I." you say, hey, I picked you. I'm going to trust you. Don't lead me down the wrong path. What the fuck do you need me to do? Shit not that hard. Yeah, that could work out. It's that we've been taught that women should be frivolous, negligent with their bodies till they get older and then think somebody supposed to want that old you shit. <laughs> oh my God. Nobody said that. Who said that? What you went to school to do, nigga? You lose and you old. What the fuck? No, nobody said that. Nobody said all of this stuff. He said, said out. He said, I don't care what you went to school to do. You used. <laughs> just goes off the rails. I was with him because, you know, Beyonce said, I follow. This could be easy. You know, but I get you. You know, you follow. You, If you follow the lead, I get that. But you just went off to the deep end when you started talking about she's used. I don't get where you go. But this is, but here, Booker, but this is my point. Regardless, any any truth that you say, we always gonna reach a point where it gets to a point where it's not gonna. It's no, I don't agree with that. No, that's not right. No, that's not true. Reality, reality is reality. <clears throat> no, I, I hear what you said. I'm telling you about the reception and how and why I'm saying that we're not gonna get there. Now I'm not saying that people can't figure it out. Two people or groups of people, but like I'm saying, like as a whole, us figuring it out. No, it's over. No, that's <laughs> where we stop letting perception be reality and make it's reality. No such, but it's not going to happen, is what I'm saying. That's it. <laughs> it will happen when, right here, this is why see, I don't... I see. So, yeah, this is where... Saying it, yeah. Yeah. It's where you got to pivot, because he won't... He won't. He won't adjust. He won't. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is mad wrong. <laughs> it's shit wrong. It's yeah. mad. It, it's 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 optimistic, it's admirable. But I I mean I get it. I get what you guys are saying, and I can appreciate that. And I'm pretty sure that the women listening can appreciate that. Uh, um, and I think you're right about finding the right man for you. That is the most important thing that you said is finding the right person for you, and allowing him to. And it's and, and a lot of women think that. 
having a man take charge is a bad thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing if you trust your partner and if he's the right person for you and if you trust him to lead you because that is what he is supposed to be doing. I don't think that it's taken away from who I am as a woman by allowing him to be the man and to be dominant within our household. I just, a lot of people think that that takes away from who you are. Because they not with who they wanted, they settled. The nigga that they wanted, they still texting and he come through. <laughs> you know, you've been taught that you could do what you want when you want, you can't. Well, you can, but it got consequences. It, do right. has, it does have consequences. And that's the part that people don't see the yin and the yang. Because just like you said, like if you're used goods, like who's going to really respect that? Who's going to take that this so serious? Who, yeah, who's nah. going to want to wife that? And have Everybody that knows what you do. Like, it's interesting. And I don't know. I don't have any information, stats, nothing. But it's just a thought that came to my mind. <laughs> Porn stars, right? Porn stars, they do porn for however long they do porn, and then they retire, and then maybe they get married. Now, maybe they get married after they get retired, or maybe they marry while they still do it. Those are different types of relationships. I don't know. But generally speaking, right, like most men would not marry the porn star simply off of what they know and what they've seen her do. Like, the idea might be exciting, oh, the sex, this, that, and the third, whatever, whatever, that's cool. But marriage, you know, it's like a, it's another level. So <clears throat> most men, not, I'm not saying any men wouldn't, or I'm not saying nobody would. But would you say that do. about the stripper too? They're all, they're, they're all connected in different levels. Who's no men want? They've had, a, they've been around enough men, they've did enough homework to know when to shut the fuck up and when to talk. Oh my God. No, that's true. They know at what time to do what. That's the advantage that they have. <laughs> that's true. No, see, see, you laughing because you think this jokes. No, I'm laughing because he is crazy. Like, no, that's true. have been around enough men to know. Like, no, that is not always no, true. No, that's true. You have to be true, a hoe to know that. Like, No, we didn't say you had to be a hoe to know that, but we said the hoes know that. Some of them do. Some no, of them no, 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 no. If they a hoe, they know. <laughs> no, I've been around hoes that didn't know their place, and they had to get put in their place from a, in front of men because they didn't know when to shut up, and they were hoes. But Trust they were me. still gathering the data at that point. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, were they were still hoes. gathering the data. It was early in they in their whole journey. Because I can tell you some hoes that that didn't shut up. I, yeah. Push came to shove. <laughs> nah, chill. We do not All condone right, domestic violence on the Life of I See a podcast. It's for entertainment purposes only. Well, thank yeah. you guys for being vulnerable with me just now. Thank you. A anytime, kiddo. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh so we did wait to the end of this, but it's okay because I still want to mention it. Um... And this is not, you know, two things that they say uh, you shouldn't speak about publicly, and that's politics and religion. This is not a political podcast. This is not a religious podcast. It's the Life As I See It podcast, and we're just giving you life from our perspective, from our vantage point. But with that being said, 
about the next cup. year is the 2024 it's an election year 2023 is almost over we know we've seen campaigning and this that and the third but what i don't see in media outlets or especially none of our spaces nobody is talking about the president's son and all that surrounded with him his legal troubles his trial gun charges i haven't seen any conversations about this? I mean, Fox News might mention it for a little two, three minute clip, and that's it. What's how? How will we? How, Gert, help me. <laughs> how was nobody talking about this? Like, this is not serious. I think this is pretty significant. This is crazy to me, actually. How was nobody talking about this? What do you think it is? Why do you think it is? Um, <laughs> I don't. Why is because you know the media is controlled, um, and the 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 president is somebody you don't want to piss off. I would gather. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know why we talking about this shit right now, but you brought it up, so here we go. You <laughs> <laughs> think they don't know? They know. They. <laughs> Yo, it, nah, it's it's. Cra- I mean, I saw that they were saying how, like, um, <laughs> in response, they tried to put like a, a almost like a pseudo gag order on Trump, but it, it was so light, like the formality of them trying to like place a gag order on him and not have him be able to speak about certain things. It was. I think that there's laws. Like, I think there's shit because I was no, saying th- there is. I'm telling you. So it was. I'm using the word pseudo. That's not the word, but it was it was like a light gag order. But they basically Trump's cabinet basically felt like it was so insignificant that it didn't really affect nothing. It was kind of more like a smoke and mirror uh, thing that they didn't even need to respond to it. But they did try to or they did place one on him. Um, But a lot of what's happening is just the continued assassination of. Trump's character. At least that's the, the angle that they're coming from. And this is not speaking as Wait. a supporter or someone who's against. I'm just saying Biden's side, they anything that any information or anything that they say about Trump and at this point in time is to simply paint him as a criminal, right? And they're constantly throwing those things. And that's going to, in their eyes, you know, get people off of their heads and and think that he's not a viable candidate for presidency. Wait, on you you talking about Biden and his son <laughs> crack or you? <laughs> no, I'm talking about I'm talking about the oh fact God. that I'm saying the fact that the whole thing with Biden's son happened, right? <clears throat> Trump is still you know doing the speeches and rallies or whatever the case may be and so they want him they put like a gag order on him so he can't really like talk about it like that but against the law like you can't just that freedom of speech shit ain't really no freedom of speech is freedom of the press right but what i'm saying is is so they're in the process of trying them and you can't just go say whatever. Like Biden is in the process of being impeached. Most people don't even know that. Yeah, he is. Like they, they Republicans tried to impeach him. They put up enough. Well, no, it's because they're they're laundering money. They have 
beyond the preponderance of evidence of laundering money and all types of corruption and foul shit, but you can't just go put a case on them. There's a a system of checks and balances you got to do. So first you got to fucking impeach them. Uh, Hunter Biden just got indicted maybe like last week or the week before last. Um, like, but because it's the president, you can't just fucking run out there guns blazing. You got to take the necessary steps of all of the governmental formalities. You know, we ain't, um, we ain't uh, smarty art niggas. We just, I just know shit vaguely. And you go do, you go do the research and look up what the fuck I'm talking about. But it's there. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a lot well, of they craziness. they said that he was sending, that Hunter Biden was using um, Joe Biden's address when he was getting the wire transfers in. So that's why they were trying to say that he was like, you know, in with all that. Ain't just uh, Hunter, it's the whole family. They all getting the shit that Hunter doing, the whole family is doing it. Like the the like all of them on that type of time. Well, yeah, they were trying to say they they that he was involved in it. But I mean They got wiretaps of niggas trying to treat they do got wiretaps, they got wire uh transfers too. They got Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of stuff. It's a lot. Blowing the White House. They yeah, they did find that coke in the White House. They never say who it was. Did they say who it was? No. They never said. No. Dang. no. People, this is how you gotta learn because it's real in the field. You shouldn't be as old as you is and not know what the fuck going on in government, but you know what color sexy res pussy and booty hole is. <laughs> well, Double. it's catchy. She said it in the song. And she validates it. Oh, she was. <laughs> Truth. See, that's not the time to. to you gotta, <laughs> you gotta pick your spots. Don't worry, we, we'll, 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 we'll talk about it in our post production meeting. <laughs> <laughs> it's a catchy tune. <laughs> if you put, gotta pick your spots. <laughs> yeah, if you put Hunter Biden stuff over Take Keith feet, they might know it too. <laughs> nah, um, yeah. So I mean, that's that's you know, there's a lot going on there and. And then bringing it to something that hits a little close to home, not all the way, but close enough. So, um, of course, you know, I mention it every chance I get. Proud graduate of HBCU, um, went to Norfolk State University. Um, HBCUs and it's kind of homecoming season now. And it's the most exciting time for an HBCU. All alumni come back, it's, it's vibes, it's just different energy. Um, and you can't really, you can't really understand it fully unless you experience it. I mean, it's not hard to understand or imagine what a big party or like family reunion would be like, but it, it's different when you when you experience it, right? And so, some news came out. I don't know what's going on in the state of Maryland in the city of Baltimore, but um, you know, Morgan State University, which of course is in Baltimore, they had their homecoming or scheduled to have their homecoming about a week or so ago. And there was a shooting and about five, five students were, um, were shot and injured. I think four, four guys and one female from the ages of 18 to 22. Um, None of their injuries were life threatening. So, you know, shout out to that. 
Um, but they said they had believed it to be some sort of dispute amongst some other people, and they just kind of got hit in the crossfires. But as a result, the whole campus shut down. They canceled classes. They canceled homecoming, all festivities, all everything. And I mean, in the grand scheme of things, you can live without homecoming. But the fact of homecoming having to be canceled because of something like that, I mean, it goes without saying that it's unfortunate, but it kind of brings uh you know a lot of these things into uh or it makes it real right um i go to homecomings um you know probably planning you know to go to homecoming and it's gonna happen on any campus you don't have to be a student you know for something like this to happen and a few days later at bowie state the same thing two more kids or students were injured i think 19 years old and it was another one and I don't know. It, you know, it, it's just it's just another one of those things to um, to kind of be mindful of if you a are just going and visiting your campuses for homecoming season, or even if you had like Gert. I know you have you know one of your girls is in school. Well, your girls are in school now. Like it, it's just these are the things that you don't ever want to have to think about. And you know, unfortunately, school shootings and things of that nature aren't a new thing, but it's just like it's never it's never a settling thing or feeling when you hear these types of stories so um prayers to all the you know the the families of whoever was uh whoever were victims um like i said it was good that there were no injuries that were life-threatening glad that everybody's still here with us but just be careful um and it's not just about college campus or homecoming it's october we're in that halloween season when that fall season is hoodie season, it's getting cooler outside. You know, the wolves are still out. People still hungry. You know, people still ain't had no jobs. Like it's still real out here. It's not, it's not sweet. I mean, you might be in a, in a better situation than what you grew up in or your original environment, but just never lose sight that it's still real outside. Um, and it's still always important to, to stay on point, to be on point. Um, you know, eyes and ears open to keep your head on the swivel. So um that's my that's my positivity message for the <laughs> for the episode. Um did y'all have anything to add to anything uh before we before we get out of here? I want to say shout out Brian. They won. They rolling. Um they you know they keep coming back. They keep playing like shit for the first half and then coming <laughs> But um, they they grooving. They they get the dud up. That man loves LeBron James. <laughs> God damn! How many games they play, yo? Five. Man, nobody care about that shit. <laughs> who wait? Who played five games? LeBron. I said prime, dude. Oh, prime, yeah. I oh, all right. I'm about to say this thing LeBron. I thought he said, I thought he said Brian. Nah. The clean you the New Jersey water got y'all fucked up. Nah, because nah, I heard what you said the first time. That's why I was like, LeBron. Like, I, I thought I was missing. I wanted to let him cook. <laughs> I <wanted> to... <laughs> I, I'm like, yo, this nigga loves Brian because you know, basketball season is right here. I'm like, how he said, shout out to them. They won. I'm like, God damn. No. <laughs> no, I heard him say. What I know? 
I wasn't even thinking about him. You was. Nah, I wasn't at all. (laughs) You heard heard me say Brian or Prime? I heard you say Prime, so. Yeah, (laughs) that shit closed. Fuck out of (laughs) here. That's why I was like, when you said Brian, okay, whatever. Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I just know the Cowboys suck. It ain't the Cowboys, it's that. Whatever, whoever. Dak and Mike. Mike and Dak. Mike, Dak, and Jerry. Jerry, Mike, and Dak. JDM. I said this years ago. Until he could put the ball in the end zone, it's over. I just, I I don't know what they need to do. We ain't doing shit again. It's over, yo. This is fucking. That's why niggas don't. I literally just said what they need to do. And you came right by me and said, I don't know what they need to do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's well, over. It's over. I don't even hear you. <laughs> I just want to let the record show. As a Cowboys fan, I'm so disappointed already. I can't even watch. Like last night, I watched. I almost like blew a butt blood vessel. They probably they they the best team. Have if it's not for injuries, they got fucking a stacked team. Now they crazy. Jeez. Now they crazy. They crazy and they aggressive though. They 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 yeah they, they play aggressive. mad aggressive. Yeah, they did. They play aggressive. They, they showed their play, aggression. We, yesterday. we play soft. We play soft, and it's it's the culture. I don't want to hear not tough. what's on paper because you know that don't translate to what's on the field. Like Never. y'all saying. Well, I'm talking about they almost went to the Super Bowl with a third string quarterback last year. Yeah, and that nigga ain't lost since. <laughs> Are y'all talking about San Fran? Yeah, we're talking about Purdy. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought y'all was talking about the Cowboys. I was like, what are y'all talking about? Hey. No, I don't know. Damn. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, he got to be able to throw touchdowns. We got an amazing defense. We got good wide receivers. Probably the second best offensive line in football. If Fuck not- no. No, our offensive line ain't that no more. I was like, where? what are you watching? Um, it's not that because- no more. Tripping. We have injury. When Dallas's offensive line is a hundred percent healthy, they're one of the best. It's only been like been, four games in the season, right? I was we, like, it, we haven't we haven't been a hundred percent healthy in years, and <laughs> and the guys got older, and one of them just retired. Like, it's not that anymore, is what I'm saying. Like, if I wanted the best, you saying top ten, then sure. Nigga, what the fuck did you just say? And by one of the best, you mean top ten? Yes, nigga, that's one of the best. The fuck are we talking about? Because we were the best. We were the best. We had the best. We were number one, number two for mad years. So to go from one and two to nine and ten, it's a jump. That's a drop. Niggas yeah. old and retired. I'm gonna have to go with jerseys on this one because it wasn't looking too pretty yesterday. That shit was tragic. Yeah, I don't know what you're saying, Neva, but one of the best is one of the best. Man, the, the, it the is, it's not one of the is. best when you ain't scoring and you ain't doing what you need to do. It ain't one of the best. That would nah, be the I, now the quarterback is is he's bad. He's bad though. Uh our coach, our coach is soft. I don't know what he does. He's trash. Um, and I don't like his play calling. All we do is go. We 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 just going side to side. We're not going down the field. It, it's it's I don't well, they said I don't want to talk Caleb, about this. Well, they said that Caleb Williams, you know, would like to play for the Cowboys. He has one of his teams. 
Yeah, well, so, we got to be trash, though. We got to be trash in order No, to, but the thing you know, about it is, you know how... Um, quarterbacks the, fall. Huh? Did he fall? Nah, he's the number one nigga. No, was, he is the number one person, but he said he might stay another year. Like, his thing is, if he's not getting one of the teams that he wants, he's because he makes more money in college than he said he's going to make. lying, yo. <laughs> the fuck? I'm lying. Huh? He, he makes the money he needs to I was make. getting right to say, I don't think he's lying. He, he not, he not going to be making more money um, in college than in the NFL? What are you talking about? He said, well, first of all, your rookie contract ain't really that much. Yeah, but you're a quarterback, so you're going to be getting paid the most in the league, one, and you're going to be going one, As two, a rookie? Four. Yeah. Talking about... Quarterback sets the market in terms of money, and then, yeah. But as gonna... a rookie. As a rookie, yes. No, he's going... I don't think so. He's not going to be the highest paid player in the league. I'm talking about out of the drafted players in that draft. Right. So he can stay in college, make the money he wants, and hit all of the college women that he won and play football. <laughs> Sounds like a no-brainer to me. And wait for the team to suck that he want to go to. <laughs> yeah, nah, you, you, I, I, I bet his handlers would advise against that because you gotta fucking, you gotta fucking go while you have the opportunity. Now, if you wait till but that, but if you're year, making the money, I get the money. But now you, re- you gotta, you gotta understand the injury aspect. So you what? Wanna, you made the money. The money, nigga. The injury is so you can't get the money. He's making exactly. the money. No, what I'm saying is, okay, so if he if he gets injured this year, <laughs> he gets he gets injured and oh no, I mean if he holds out, right? He holds out, he's not gonna be getting the money no more because he's not gonna be playing. He what the fuck? You think the contract pulling up? He he got the money already. In college? Yes. Yeah. Yes. What and contract are you talking about? I understand NIL shit, but what contract? What? Well, you said he's not going to be making the money they paid him, nigga. The the money is there right now. He, he got, got the, that Wendy's money right now. <laughs> the money is there right now. Nigga. He's okay. He's, he's okay. But next year though, how much he made last year, nigga? I don't know. I don't know what he. I'm asking y'all. I'm asking. Yeah. Huh? He made more this year than he did last year, right? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, nigga. <laughs> yes, there's these NIL deals are for millions of dollars. He's making millions of dollars right now in the play. He's he's good money wise. That's why the draft they started changing the draft so you don't see the ball, you don't get to see them pick. Because they're going to get him a team that he want to go to so he could go to the NFL. If not, he could just stay. He got the, the, the cards in his hand. That's crazy. He That's... said that his NIL deal is valued at $3.2 million. And that's today. And go look at a rookie uh, first-round draft. Yeah, what did, Bryce Young, what did Bryce Young get? Because I think he was the number one quarterback that went to the Panthers. No, but he got to go. Okay, number. hold on. Whole crazy offensive lineman ain't coming out. A left tackle. Nah, fuck that. This is upset quarterback. <laughs> quarterback. Those are different markets. Those are different markets. Different money. Number you get picked that changes your price range. I know that, bro. But I said oh, this young nigga <laughs> is the quarterback who went like one overall. 
Bryce Young his um his rookie contract? Yes. Okay. Thirty-seven million, four years. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Well, I didn't get that. Now, um, a young man. Well, yeah, he does have thirty-seven million. You're right. I'm sorry. Million, four Including years. a twenty-four point six million signing bonus, he will get twenty-five point three million in twenty twenty-three, and okay. a deal that includes a fifth-year option in twenty twenty-seven. I, I love that they're getting paid in college, and that's great. But that shit ain't that money. No, it's not that money. But my thing is different. Twenty-four guaranteed. You're but you we. You told it is different. You were right. What? What are we talking? Twenty-four guaranteed. He can still make ten. I mean, eight million next year. Twenty-four. Well, four years. Which no. Great. That, but but twenty no no that's not, not it. Not he makes a fully guaranteed contract of thirty seven, okay. including a twenty four point six million sign in bonus. Okay, so of oh, the twenty four sign in bonus, but how was it paid out? I don't. I didn't read that far. I ain't even Look, read Gert, that far. Gert, come on, man. We don't got to argue about this part. This is simple. Um, I just thought that his rookie contract wouldn't be that much. I'm saying they, that as a quarterback, you're always going to get the most money. I don't give a fuck about the tackle. He's not going to get more than the quarterback. That's a wrong. fact. No, I'm not wrong. No, I'm not <laughs> wrong. I'm not wrong. Now, if you want to talk about second contracts or this nigga reing up or whatever, cool. Coming into the league, the quarterback is going to have the highest contract, period. Well, they broke it down. They did break it down on this one site where it was his base salary, his signing, his cap hit, his dead cap, his yearly cash, and his average cash. Whatever it is, it's more than what the guy is making right now in college. So we can argue that. But what I'm saying is, is that I get what you're saying, Jerry, as far as him staying an extra year and potentially getting hurt. However, if you are, you know, making the money now, if you have the option, because the NFL, I think they're trying to do what, you know, what they're doing in the NBA as far as choosing their teams and where they want to go. I think that's how he's trying to control that market. That's all I was bringing it up to say. That's cool. I, I, I wasn't I, trying to bring up. I get it. I, I get it. And that the only reason why I say. He may not even be lying, but I don't think that, you know, his agent or whoever, like, them niggas would advise against that if he's projected to be the number one overall pick this year, which he is. And he just won the Heisman last year. If he went, he's the number one Heisman candidate right now. If he wins it again, it's only a select few amount of motherfuckers who've done that. Like, it's, it's, there's a lot that will be riding on the line. They're still one of the best teams in college football so don't let them win a national championship or some crazy shit like mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that are riding on the line that would it make sense for him to come back just for the simple sake of him wanting to pick his team nigga get over that shit we about to give you 45 million you'll get over it. i don't think that that's what that is for i think that's just to to put that out there like how they do it in the nba like he wants to go here make it happen i mean i, I strongly disagree you're talking about, I, I would imagine he ain't hurting for money. Everybody ain't hurting for money. Where you at and what team, again, if you listen to Dion, and no, if you listen to um, uh, Rich Paul, it ain't about what pick you go. It's about what team you fit with 
that will highlight your skills to mm-hmm. give best longevity, the, the longest career in your league. You go number one, but if you go on number one to a team that ain't going to highlight what you bring into the table, you're going to be a bust. System matters more than anything. You got to find what system you fit in and fucking, you know, be your own entity because the league uh, chew you up and spit you out. Money, I wouldn't recommend Chase either because, again, he's a college kid. $3 million is perfect for him to learn how to start dealing with large sums of money so that when you get the big contract, how you think about money is shaped and you done had it so it ain't you going gun-ho. And quarterbacks normally don't do that, but it's still – you know, him elevating step by step until he gets to the finished goal. I'm all for it. I mean, great. Awesome. Take this year to learn, nigga. Fucking get your ass in there. Fucking let's get this fucking what it is. Y'all talk about. Fuck that. Man. I mean, but, um, shout, out, shout out to him regardless. Uh, he's a great player, hell of a player. Um, and if y'all haven't seen him play, y'all should definitely check him out because he's definitely nice. Um, but yeah, I don't um I don't have anything else. I don't have anything that was, else. I that was it for me. Um later, but happens all the time. Um again, make sure y'all check all visual content um on our YouTube page. Um make sure y'all like and y'all share, y'all subscribe, do all of that fly shit. Um shout out to all listeners. Um, we've done our job and now we would just hope that y'all continue to do your job, which is to make sure that y'all tell a friend to tell a friend. And until next time, anything Rico. Hey. Give a fuck if they remember. I was in a cold when I was froze. I was sleeping in a whip, trying to get a fucking grip. I remember. Didn't have no hoes trying to go. All these rappers love bro me. Fuck them, I remember. Way before they had a fucking damn, I was whipping in the act like that shit was European. I remember. I remember driving Holland Tunnel for a label meeting, thinking about more cake than a funnel. I remember. Now these niggas don't remember. I know Neeks remember. I know Jay remember. Chosen make them boys remember. Dead broke, splitting pennies with my members. Fuck a spread, we were splitting chicken tenders. Remember, I was sleeping in the basement, watching Tigger in the basement. I was trying to get a placement, I remember. Days in the east with the bros, watching Tristan and DeVoe while they running up the skull, I remember. TT was headed to the league, I was sleeping up in Metal Works, trying to plant a seed, I remember. Rolling through the city, getting beats, I was peeping out the streets, cause I was beefing with the bleaks, I remember. I was trying to get a portion, trying to make a fortune. Beat time with candy, I'm trying to be a boyfriend. 3 a.m. at Y2. Running off endorphins Started out in all my brother's beefs like an orphan I was still on roads when it's pouring and storming And shit is not rewarding I do not feel important I wanna see some scratch from the shit that I'm recording And Memphis smoking blacks trying to act like I enjoyed them Maurice Francois Jerbo, what I'm sporting And most death gave me like a rap for performing Crib I got now made me thicker when I had to put some money on the mortgage This don't feel like home anymore It's just wall doors and floors that only I I can't afford, remember when it used to mean more, mean more. Rico music, Rico music, Rico music.